everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. You're watching Business Nightly. following the Conservative Party's landslide win in the general election. In a ceremony that marks a new parliament, Queen Elizabeth read out the laws which the government wants the House of Commons to approve. The Queen also said in her speech the government's priority is to deliver the UK's departure from the European Union on January 31st. She maintains the government will bring forward legislation to make Brexit happen before the January 31 deadline. The Queen adding government will seek future relationships with the EU based on the free trade agreement that benefits whole of UK. The Queen also addressed local concerns. My government will invest in the country's public services and infrastructure whilst keeping borrowing and debt under control, maintaining the sustainability of the public finances through a responsible fiscal strategy. My government will prioritize investment in infrastructure and world-leading science research and skills in order to unleash pro productivity and improve daily life for communities across the country. Over in the U.S., after days of bitter debates, the divided House of Representatives impeaches President Donald Trump. Lawmakers voted nearly along the party lines to formally charge Trump with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress over his dealings with Ukraine. More in this report. Rise. Donald Trump is now the third U.S. president in history to be impeached. On this vote, the yeas are 230, the nays are 197, present is one. Article one is adopted. On Wednesday, the House passed two articles against Trump with no Republicans voting for either of them. The first is for abuse of power for pressuring Ukraine to announce a probe into political rival Joe Biden. And a second accuses Trump of obstructing Congress when they tried to look into Ukraine. The march to Wednesday began with a whistleblower's complaint in September. And even before the vote, there were still hours of back and forth over the rules of impeachment itself. House Speaker and Democrat Nancy Pelosi called the vote a defense of democracy. It is tragic that the president's reckless actions make impeachment necessary. He gave us no choice. Republicans blasted Democrats, saying they had not proven their case against the president. This is the most partisan impeachment in the history of the United States. And Republican Barry Loudermilk of Georgia invoked biblical references. During that sham trial, Pontius Pilate afforded more rights to Jesus than the Democrats have afforded this president in this process. Trump has denied wrongdoing, and as the vote got underway, he took the stage at a campaign rally, again accusing Democrats of a witch hunt. They have nothing. They're the ones that should be impeached, every one of them. Next, the process goes to the Senate for a trial. To remove Trump, two-thirds of senators must support it. That would be tough considering the Senate's controlled by Republicans. This week, the Senate's majority leader, Mitch McConnell, said he would not be an impartial juror. So now, the Senate Democratic leader would apparently like our chamber to do House Democrats' homework for them. 
The Senate has never removed a president from office. And while Trump may be the third president to be impeached, this may be the first time voters get to make their own decision about impeachment when they go to the polls next November. From U.S. President Trump's impeachment to climate change, Russian President Vladimir Putin tackles some of the most pressing global issues in his Year of the End news conference Thursday. Nearly 2,000 local and foreign journalists gathered for that annual event. Asked about Trump's impeachment, Putin doubts the American leader could be removed from office. That's as Putin says Russia is ready to agree on the new start of nuclear arms control treaty with the U.S. He also talked about environmental issues. Putin disputed claims Russia is among the countries that are the biggest emitters of carbon. But he fears global warming could threaten Russian Arctic cities and towns built on permafrost. Russia is not among the biggest emitters of emissions into the atmosphere. There are various estimates done by various organizations. For example, according to the United Nations, the first places are shared by the United States and the People's Republic of China. They're emitting 16 percent of the entire emissions. Then comes EU with 11 percent, then Russia with 6 percent, and India with 5 percent. News of U.S. President Trump's impeachment meanwhile rattled most markets in Asia Thursday. That's as investors also took some money off the table ahead of the holidays. Philippine shares in particular plunged to their lowest in two months, falling over 1 percent back to the 7,600 level. Jonas Rivera's of BDO Unibank attributes the drop to the new level of uncertainty that Trump's impeachment brings to a global market already racked by trade worries. The Trump impeachment, I think uh, we saw the, uh, the whole Asian markets uh, getting a knee-jerk reaction. So I would probably uh, put greater weight on the Trump impeachment as an additional external worry. Ravenas, though, remains optimistic the local boards can still stage a rally before the end of the year. He even sees positive prospects for stocks related to water concessionaires from here on out. I think we've seen uh, the worst. I think if I were uh, if I were to take a shoes of a long-term investor, these are actually good levels to to get in. Uh, with the government clarifying their position, this should actually uh, be a good level for investors to probably get into the uh, to this type of uh, stocks. I guess if we tend to look at the potential drivers that will keep uh, the market probably trading towards 8,000, is there. Uh, the BSP governor highlighted uh, uh, the double bazooka, which is basically more accommodative policy in 2020, and you have the infrastructure spending uh, that's there with the budget. So that should actually create uh, a spur on the market. The Philippines' balance of payments stays in surplus for the month of November. It stood at $541 million. The Philippine Central Bank says this is lower than the $847 million BOP surplus recorded in the same period last year. The first 11 months of 2019 also produced a BOP surplus of $6.27 billion, a turnaround from the $4.75 billion deficit in 2018. The Central Bank attributes November surplus to its foreign exchange operations 
operations, its income from its investments abroad, and increase in the national government's net foreign currency deposits. But it says government payments for forex obligations tempered these inflows. The Philippine Central Bank now coordinating with the Anti-Money Laundering Council to gather more information as it reviews its remittance transactions of some local banks with possible links to Australian lender Westpac. Australian regulators sued Westpac in November for allegedly breaching money laundering laws by more than 23 million times. The central bank says it has so far received an initial report from one of its supervised banks. At the center of the central bank's inquiry, the Bank of the Philippine Islands, or BPI, which had a remittance tie-up with Westpac. BPI says monetary authorities are already reviewing their light pay transactions. Philippine transport regulators open to increasing the limit on the number of accredited ride-hailing app drivers amid increasing complaints of supposed overcharging during the holiday season. More from Bruce Rodriguez. Already regarded as among, if not the most congested city in the world, traffic in Metro Manila further swells during the holiday season. Demand for ride-hailing services like Grab also peaks in the run-up to Christmas, with several commuters complaining of overcharging. But according to the country's Land Transportation, Franchising and Regulatory Board, there's no indication of overcharging with Grab or any other transport network company. We will just based muna doon sa ating uh, fare matrix o kaya doon sa fare structure based on the circular issued by LTFRB. The agency initially attributes the higher fares on the peaking demand for ride-hailing services during the holiday season as well as the lack of supply in transport network vehicle service drivers. The number one reason is traffic. For a trip that would last 30 minutes could probably run in actual travel time to as long as two hours. So in terms of getting another <coughs> passenger, in so far as the issue on availability of unit is concerned, bababa. Kasi nga, yung turnaround time mo in terms of getting another confirmed booking. However, TNCs like Grab are not yet off the hook. As the LTFRB says, they will still be requiring the companies to submit detailed reports on their fare system and operations. For its part, Grab says it agreed to limit the surge pricing from December 19 to December 24 to 1.7 times from the original two times. But it says they'll still closely monitor this as it may discourage some of their partner drivers from going online and taking in passengers due to lower earnings. Looking ahead, it's hoping the number of accredited TNVS drivers would increase to fill the 65,000 limit set by regulators. After that, Grab plans to propose raising the cap to 75,000. Even if, as uh, confirmed by the LTFRB, they have issued around 60,000 na franchises, ang nakikita lang kasi natin sa ating system no, um, na accredited sa Grab ay nasa around 40,000 lang, 45,000, 46,000. And hindi sila everyday active. The LTFRB expressed willingness to raise the cap on TNVS drivers. It also plans to meet with officials of the Philippine Competition Commission to harmonize their approved fare matrix with the antitrust regulator's own fare ceiling. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News.
The Philippine Health Department welcomes the offer of a group of local medicine manufacturers to implement a hefty price cut on drugs. But as Rafael Bosana reports, the group is also urging government to look for other alternatives instead of just sticking to price controls. Retired teacher Cristeta Vicente has been diagnosed with breast cancer. But she never underwent an operation because for her, it simply cost too much. But what's more worrying is that even her intake of maintenance medicines is limited. She spends at least 3,000 pesos a month for her medication. She depends on her daughter for support. And when ends don't meet, she is left with no choice. Cristeta is just one of the many Filipinos who may feel relief should the palace sign an executive order imposing a maximum drug retail price or MDRP for certain types of medicine which include drugs against hypertension, cancer, psoriasis and asthma. The MDRP sees a price slash of up to 50% off drug prices. The MDRP has been consistently opposed by the Pharmaceutical and Healthcare Association of the Philippines or PHAP. But on Wednesday, the group said manufacturers are willing to decrease the prices of 150 types of drugs up to 75% as an alternative to the MDRP. The health department welcomed the proposal. Health Undersecretary Eric Domingo says this only proves one thing. But the PHAP maintains drug prices in the country are already competitive. We actually have evidence that the medicines in Tito are comparable no, with uh, Thailand and Malaysia. Okay. There are many cancer medicines that already have generic equivalent. PHAP says what it wants the health department to understand is that there is an alternative to the MDRP. It's not just the cost of medicines that is what patients are concerned with, it's the cost of we have to study kung ano yung conditions na nakalagay dun sa kanilang offer. When we say maximum drug retail price, yung presyo na yon fixed kahit saan mo siya bilhin. But for people like Cristeta, what's more important is that she is able to access and regularly take her medication in order to extend her own life. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. And that's Business Nightly. As we close the show, we honor the victims of the Maguindanao Massacre on this day that justice was finally served. The whole nation watched as a Quezon City court handed its historic verdict. A 10-year wait for some sense of closure for the families of the victims.